Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, in particular, I, I want to thank Jennifer McHugh, President and CEO of Bethany Care Society and the Bethany Riverview Continuing Care Home for hosting us here today. I'm here with my colleagues, uh, Brian Jean, Minister of Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, Rajan Sani, Minister of Trade, Immigration and Multiculturalism, and Casey Madhu, uh, Deputy Pre Premier and Minister of, of Skilled Trades and Professions. And we are here because our ministries, uh, along with Advanced Education, are working together to invest in our province's health workforce. This is a critical time, with many staffing challenges facing our health care system. We have taken steps in the right direction to overcome these hurdles. We've increased health spending by over $2 billion since 2019, and we've already budgeted another $600 million this fiscal year in health care funding. And there's another big increase coming on top of that in budget 2023, both to increase staff and services and for major capital projects. So we'll have to wait a little bit more for that until the, uh, the budget is dropped uh, later this month. And we're also hiring. Since 2019, we've added 700 physicians and nearly 6,000 staff at AHS, including 1,800 registered nurses, 300 paramedics, and also many more allied health professionals, uh, including paramedics. In 2022 alone, we added 254 physicians and 800 nursing staff. And we're building on a foundation of collaboration. With competitive pay and benefits and new collective agreements signed in 2022, with all four major unions representing healthcare workers and a new AMA agreement that will see our total spending on physicians increase by an estimated $750 million over the next three years. Now, these are all great steps to securing the future of public health care in Alberta, but we know we still have significant health staffing issues now, and, uh, and we do of our projections, uh, we're, we, we're going to have issues in the future. So we need to address that. And to do that, and address these challenges, we need to take a multi-level, multi-pronged approach. And we need to do this at a time when the system is facing substantial pressure. Alberta's population also continues to age and grow, putting additional pressures on our healthcare system. As a result, many Albertans have experienced challenges accessing the services they need when and where they need them. You know, and we see this particularly when we look at uh, the provision of services in areas outside of, of Calgary and Edmonton, our major centers. Now, while Albertans' overall numbers of healthcare professionals are on par with other Canadian provinces, for instance, the latest information from the Canadian Institute for Health Information, CAIHI, says Alberta's physician supply per 100,000 people was 250, which was higher than the national average of 246. But that workforce isn't equally distributed across all areas in the province. And we know we need more. And we also know we need to have a plan for the future needs of our health care system as the needs of Albertans are constantly evolving and our population grows and the complexity increases. So we've already taken a number of steps to address those growing demands. And the new health workforce strategy will make the investments we need now and lay out a plan to ensure that we meet our future needs. Alberta's health workforce strategy is a coordinated, forward-looking path to ensure every Albertan has access to a health home and that we have the workforce in place to deliver the high-quality services Albertans need today and in the future, regardless of where you live. It reflects one of the goals in our health care action plan, to create a system that attracts more health care professionals to Alberta, 
and to empower frontline workers to deliver health care. Through Budget 2023, we would invest more than $158 million for multiple initiatives to provide resources to attract, train, and retain medical professions both now and the future. Some investments would include $90 million to strengthen programs to attract and retain rural physicians, $29 million to fulfill the government's commitment in, in the agreement signed with the Alberta Medical Association that specifically focuses on underserviced rural and remote communities, $7 million for the targeted recruitment of 500 internationally trained nurses from the United States and the United Kingdom, and $1 million to fund the Provincial Nurse Navigator Program, which support all nurses immigrating to Alberta. And, and I want to be clear that this list of programs and this funding uh, isn't exhaustive. Uh, more initiatives will be announced in the coming weeks uh, and once we release the budget. Now, this strategy itself builds on the work already underway and is the foundation for longer-term actions being developed in consultation with workers, employers, educators, and others. It, it contains a dual pathway of strategies, managing the existing challenges we face today and ensure that we have the ability to deliver services while providing a sustainable plan for future needs. The health workforce strategy focuses on five main pillars. First, retaining and supporting our current healthcare workers. Second, attracting new care providers to Alberta. Third, growing the workforce by creating more spaces for medical training and supporting those who want to expand their skill set. Fourth, strengthening our capacity for long-term planning. And finally, fifth, evolving the workforce through expanded scopes of practice and innovative care delivery to support the constantly changing healthcare system. We also know the importance of providing culturally appropriate care, in particular for Indigenous Albertans accessing the healthcare system. Creating spaces that support and encourage respectful and inclusive care for everyone who needs medical care should be a critical component for any future planning in our province. In addition to the work that is already underway, we are going to address the pillars through a wide range of new actions. These include adding to AHS's effort to retain healthcare workers already in the province, expanding programs to retain rural physicians, strengthening employee safety, and growing a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce. Other actions include dedicated immigration pathways, creating more post-secondary positions for health professions, new approaches to rural and remote care delivery and surgical staffing, additional support for intensive care unit and emergency department staffing, and expanded support for physician and acute care services. It will take the combined effort of workers and organizations working together from all parts of our healthcare system to achieve the goals of this workforce strategy. Things aren't going to change overnight, but we have laid the foundation for a strong and sustainable health system that provides every Albertan with the access to a health home, a health home that can deliver the care they need when and where they need it, and the staff to provide services across the entire province. Having a healthy, sustainable workforce is essential to achieving this vision. So all the actions in the strategy are guided by the principles of what is truly important, better outcomes for Albertans who need access to care regardless of where they live, and a work environment that supports those delivering the high-quality care that Albertans need. So to everyone who works in Alberta's health system, such as the people here at Bethany Riverview who provide such incredible care to residents, I want to thank everyone very much for their work. It's been a tremendous dif difficult last three years, but the ability of healthcare workers to step up and provide care with passion and compassion is remarkable. And once again, I want to say thank you to all of them. 
Uh, and now I'll ask my colleague, Minister Brian Jean, to say a few words. Minister. Help is on the way. Thank you, Minister Cobbing. Today's Health Human Resources announcement demonstrates this government's commitment to supporting future growth. The renewed Alberta Advantage has inspired skilled people to join us from all around the world at record levels. One of the first considerations when people arrive in a new home is looking after their family's health care needs. Innovative strategies are necessary to ensure that every Albertan has access to health care services when and where they need them. As the Minister for Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, I'm proud to have my hardworking ministry department support this initiative through its workforce planning expertise. Alberta's government will be putting in place the necessary strategies to ensure that we offer Albertans the training needed to develop these skills within our province. We're also offering more bridging course options to ensure skilled, internationally trained professionals can support Albertans' health care needs sooner. And I'm particularly pleased to see that today's announcement includes a rural and remote care strategy. As we see more and more economic growth in rural Alberta, we're forecasting increased need for health care supports outside of our major cities to attract people. And we will be offering incentive funds to health care workers to practice in rural areas and further recruitment actions are planned. In addition, we're working on strategies to recruit and to train and retrain more rural doctors and health professionals. Also, both the Northern Alberta Development Council bursaries and the new nursing programs in Grand Prairie and Lethbridge are inspiring more Albertans to train and practice outside of our larger cities. Today is a great day for Alberta's healthcare. With the renewed Alberta Advantage inspiring a strong, growing economy, we're ensuring, as a government, that all Albertans will have access to the health care they need where they need it. Now I'd like to invite my friend, the Minister of Trade, Immigration and Multiculturalism, Rajan Sani, to say a few words. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, and good afternoon, everyone. What you see here today are some of the ingredients for Alberta's continued success and another clear indication of why Alberta is the most dynamic province in Canada. Creating new policies and processes has all the challenges of solving a Rubik's Cube. You can get one side perfect, but that doesn't mean that all the other sides are properly aligned. That's why cooperation and collaboration among government departments and ministries is so important. And it is why there are three cabinet ministers here today in support of Minister Copping's announcement. What he is announcing today is a great step forward in ensuring Albertans have access to the medical professionals and services they need, when they need them, where they need them. The Department of Trade, Immigration and Multiculturalism will play a role in making that happen. Trade, Immigration and Multiculturalism will actively support two of the five pillars that make up the Alberta Health Workforce Strategy. Our immigration activity focuses on attracting those with the skills we need to come to Alberta. Healthcare professionals are part of that focus. We have some exciting opportunities created by our Alberta Advantage Immigration Program that will help tackle Alberta's healthcare worker shortage. 
We will be sharing details of our innovative strategy and changes we're making to our programs very soon. Stay tuned. Now, I will turn the floor over to Minister Madhu. Thank you, Minister Sonny. It is indeed my pleasure to be here today with my colleagues, Minister Carpin, Minister Jean, and Minister Sonny, for this exciting announcement of the upcoming health workforce strategy. But let me also thank the President and CEO of the Bethany Care Society, Jennifer McHugh, and the board and the residents of this wonderful residents for having us here this afternoon. Our Burtons are so fortunate to have the best frontline healthcare workers in the world. As Minister of Skill, Trades and Professions, I applaud the strategy's commitment to recruit healthcare workers from across Canada and around the globe. When healthcare workers make the decision to move to Alberta from other parts of Canada, we want them to work in our healthcare system as soon as possible. The Labor Mobility Act, which will soon come into force, will make it easier for highly skilled Canadian certified healthcare workers to bring their expertise to Alberta. By removing barriers to labor mobility, we are getting healthcare workers on the job faster. This will make our province a more attractive destination for businesses and professionals. Of course, there is a global demand for healthcare workers. Those trends outside of Canada will be crucial to meeting this need. In light of their great importance to our province, newcomers should be able to fully contribute to the economy as soon as possible. And that is why in 2019, our government passed the Fair Registration Practices Act. This act established a fairness for newcomers' office and a fair registration practices code. These measures are helping us regulate professions and trade registration practices to ensure they are transparent, objective, impartial, and procedurally fair. In healthcare, we continue to take innovative steps to smooth the path for newcomers. Just this week, my ministry announced a pilot program for a new assessment approach for internationally educated nurses called the Triple Track Assessment because it evaluates an applicant's potential for three different positions related to nursing. First, registered nurse. Second, licensed practical nurse. And third, healthcare aid. The goal of this pilot program is to help nurses trained outside of Canada find the best occupational fit through a hands-on assessment of their current skills. It uses a one-stop approach to reduce the guesswork that applicants too often use when choosing the best position to apply for in our province. This will help internationally educated nurses gain their eligibility to practice in Alberta quicker and help ensure our healthcare system remains strong now and in the future. Ensuring the future of healthcare for Albertans is critical to ensuring our quality of life and our economic vitality. The health workforce strategy would set out the steps we need to take to realize that secure future. 
I do want to thank you for being here today. And now, I would like to welcome Jennifer McHugh, President and CEO of Bethany Care Society, and a member of the Board of Directors for the Alberta Continuing Care Association. Jennifer. Good afternoon, everyone. On behalf of Bethany Care Society, I would like to welcome you all to Bethany Riverview. I'm especially excited to welcome those who call Bethany Riverview home, their families, and our caregiving team. As president and CEO of Bethany and a member of the ACCA board, I'm honored to be invited to speak today. The complexity of continuing care needs continues to increase in Alberta and across Canada as our population ages. The last few years have, been chal have challenged our system and demonstrate the need for investment in our healthcare workforce across all sectors. In continuing care, attracting skilled health professionals has always been a challenge, especially in rural areas. With the Government of Alberta's new health workforce strategy, we can enhance opportunities to grow and sustain a talented, healthy, and resilient workforce. By investing in healthcare professionals, the government is encouraging more and more skilled professionals to make Alberta their home, including in rural, remote areas and underserved communities. Bethany is excited that this government is investing in programs like the Alberta Healthcare Aid Tuition Bursary Program. We are committed to supporting this program offered through Northwest College. Bethany is also committed to attracting healthcare professionals to continuing care. Through support from our donors at Bethany Care Foundation, we have established an annual bursary program to support new health care aides, registered nurses, occupational and recreational therapists, and other allied health professionals. And later this afternoon, we will be awarding 16 scholarships with a value of $30,000. Continuing to find ways to encourage individuals to consider the health care field as a career choice is an essential part of being ready for the future. We are excited to partner with the government and other care partners across the province to help Albertans age well. Thank you, Ministers Copping, Jean, Sonny, and Madhu for being here today and for your ongoing commitment to supporting the skilled healthcare workforce that is so essential to achieving our vision. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer, and thank you, Ministers, for taking part today. Uh, that concludes the formal portion of our announcement. We'll now take questions from the media. Um, we just ask uh, one question, one follow-up, and if you can stay on topic for the first few and give us some, some off-topic afterwards. Um, we'll go first to those at the microphone. I guess that's me. Yeah, uh, for Minister Copping, please. How about I give the first one on topic and then the second one not? <laughs> Um, first question, I'm reading the release here, I'm seeing some, some financial numbers. What I'm not seeing is targets. I'm just wondering, uh, as far as attraction, uh, how, how many staff are we looking to bring to the province, and are there targets specifically for rural versus urban? Uh, yeah, along those lines, what are we looking at here? Yeah, so, so you know, we felt it was important to actually put, get, develop the strategy and get it released because we've had a ton of actions that we've taken uh, already in terms of, you know, uh, increasing uh, seats, like 2,500 new seats for training across the province, uh, increasing the, um, uh, you know, streamlining the processes for, uh, for immigration and, and uh, 
Um, so we wanted to make sure that we, we had a strategy, not only for the short term, to actually take all everything that we're doing today so people can see it, but also where we're going in the future. Now, in terms of the, there's some dollars associated in this, more will be coming in the budget. Um, you know, we, you know, we wanted to actually uh, ensure that people know that we have the strategy because it's not only just about what we're doing today, but it's what we're doing tomorrow. So we'll be able to release the full strategy with all the details in that after we release the uh, we release the budget. Uh, and then part of this is also, you know, one of the key elements of it, um, which is on, you know, strengthening our workforce planning um, uh, capabilities. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, work uh, obviously with uh, uh, Minister Jean's department um, and, and work with, with AHS. Now, AHS has a, a you know, has a, a uh, fairly robust plan in terms of what they need and where they need it across the across the province, uh, but they are just one employer. So we have other employers like uh, you know Bethany Care and other uh, you know on the continuing care space, um, and then you have multiple employers um, you know in terms of diagnostic imaging, uh, and then as you know, family physicians themselves are are, are, are private uh, private organizations. Uh, so part of this the strategy is but pulling together all the actors to get uh, a better sense not only in terms of the the shortages now that we know that exist. Um, um, but how do we, you know, what we require in the future, where and, and where exactly do we do we need that? So that's part of the longer term planning, uh, and that's we wanted to, and it's a core element of this strategy. And over the uh, the course of the uh, the coming uh, weeks and months, we'll be pulling all those parties together to get, you know, a better handle on all the demand, uh, and then making sure that that supply will meet the demand. Uh, we know, you know, we know at this point in time, you know, even though we have an increasing in the number of uh, of uh, uh, healthcare professionals, uh, and we've had that, you know, mentioned in my remarks earlier, um, and doctors, for example, an additional 250 in the province, we still need more. Uh, but also, you know, part of the planning will go to, okay, not only, you know, not only we need more, but where exactly do we need it? And then how are people working? Because we also know that, you know, with innovative, appro innovative approaches, so for example, um, there's a shortage of um, anesthesiologists in the province right now. Uh, so, you know, AHS has changed their approach. And so instead of having one anesthesiologist in a in an OR, uh, they'll have one anesthesiologist looking after three ORs with other healthcare professionals monitoring uh, in those locations. So we know that's going to change over time, which also will change what we need in the future as we change how we provide the care. Uh, so bringing the parties together to take a look at that as part of the, the, you know, the, the pillar of strengthening our, our ability to assess the demand and then manage the supplies is a critical, uh, a critical part of this. Thanks. Um, and then my second question off topic, apologies. Um, we've been talking a lot this week about uh, the Premier's plan for cleaning up orphan and abandoned wells. Um, I'm just wondering, do you support her, her current strategy of uh, essentially giving tax breaks to these multi-billion dollar companies to clean up after themselves? So, so you, know, we, you know, we make decisions as a government um, and move forward as a government. So, you know, this is a, uh, the premier that put, uh, put this forward to, uh, to be able to address these issues. And so we as a government support that. Um, but I don't know if, uh, Minister Jean, if you want to speak further on this particular issue. <laughs> Thanks, Minister Copping. And, of course, this is a liability issue for the people of Alberta. And as a government, we need to take care of the people's money very carefully. But we also have to recognize that these are liabilities that are affecting people on a day-to-day -day basis and, and communities and townships uh, right across the province. And we need to find a solution to it. We can't uh, always look back and blame what's happened in the past. What we need to do is look forward and make sure we make the adequate decisions that are in the best interest of the people going forward. And that's what we're doing with the orphan well system. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, operator, can you put, put through our first caller? Thank you. Alana Smith, Globe and Mail. 
Hi, thanks for taking my question. Uh, my question is for Minister Coffing. Uh, I see on the Health Canada website that there's now been an approval for the importation of, I guess, ibuprofen pediatric syrup for retail and hospitals in Alberta. So I'm wondering if you can just give us kind of an overall um, understanding of where we're at with that process of importing children's pain medications to Alberta. Yeah, so, so we are uh, working for the, um, the, the retail shipment um, with uh, our supplier in, uh, uh, in Turkey. Uh, we are you know, tentatively looking at within the next couple of weeks to actually bring in uh, that supply. Uh, there, there still is, a, um, my understanding is, a, a little bit of conversation between us and the, uh, the, uh, the federal government to, to finalize all the aspects of that. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's almost there, and we can bring uh, bring the uh, uh, the shipment for Alberta in over the next couple of weeks. But uh, we'll reach you know we can uh, provide more details on that once we get that locked down. But I'm I'm hopeful we'll get that locked down by the end of this week. Thanks, Alana. Do you have a follow up? And then I'm hoping you can just I do. Yes, thank you. I'm hoping one of them is just kind of a clarification. Uh, I'm just wondering if this application, the one that's just been approved, if that's the final application from the Alberta government. And then in addition to that, um, actual question is like. The expectation was that these pain meds would arrive by Christmas. It's obviously about two months after that. So I'm just wondering if you can speak to those delays on getting these medications to Alberta and kind of what made this process go on for so long. Yeah, it, it's it's been a, uh, you know, been working with the um, uh, Health Canada and, and the federal government for, for approvals, um, you know, ma- making the application. You know, we got the original um uh, the uh, the original shipment for use uh, within hospitals and that that's already hit the ground uh, in, in January. Uh, but it's been you know working with the supplier in terms of you know labeling in terms of child uh, child ca- uh, childproof caps uh, in terms of making sure they had all the documentation. That has quite frankly taken quite some time um, uh, to be able to do that. Now, but again, I'm I'm uh, optimistic that within the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll see the sh- shipment of acetaminophen, and then uh, we're still working through on the ibuprofen. Thanks very much. Operator, you can put through our next caller. Josh Aldridge, Calgary Herald. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, this is for Minister Coping. Uh, just on the, what you announced today, uh, I'm from rural Alberta. I know uh, I grew up in rural Alberta. This is bringing in uh, healthcare workers to rural Alberta is a long-standing problem, uh, as long as I can remember, going back 30, 40 years. Uh, could you put into context this shortage and the struggle uh, to attract healthcare workers to Alberta or to rural Alberta, and how will this program differ from other efforts to address this shortage? Yeah. Oh, great, great question. So, you know, we, we, and it's not only Alberta, but this is provinces uh, across the, across the, uh, the country. And quite, quite frankly, a number of first world nations are, are seeing a, a shortage of, of healthcare staff. And, and a big part of that has been, you know, the, the challenge until managing COVID, uh, and then, uh, and then individuals, um, you know, being burnt out and then, and then leaving the profession. Uh, and you're quite right. You know, there's, there has historically been challenges, particularly in, in rural areas, uh, in rural Alberta in terms of attraction and retention. Uh, so what is part of this plan is, is doing, you know, what are we doing differently? So, so one of, one of the things, and, and we've already started, which is, um, uh, train local and hire local. Uh, so, for example, a great example of this is, is in Wainwright, for, where the University of Calgary 
has uh, accepted students who actually live local in that area uh, to do the first two years of training um, for uh, for nursing uh, virtually uh, online, uh, and then working with AHS. So this is a, an approach with the Town of Wainwright, uh, University of Calgary, and uh, and AHS facilities there to do the on the job training right there, and then with the opportunity to hire them right there. So then then you know so that is one example by by training. Uh, um, local and hiring local uh, people will will stay uh, we need another ex- example of, of this is we made an announcement with uh, minister Nicolades of funding for the med schools for UC and U of A uh, to look at doing the clerkship and residency uh, for family physicians you know and expanding that outside of the big cities uh, in uh, in Lethbridge and uh, and Grand Prairie uh, so there's a number of tactics we've already put in place uh, minister Sani has, has already spoken to uh, streamlining immigration uh, uh, pathways and not to steal her thunder in terms of the Alberta Advantage Immigration uh, Strategy, um, but looking at how, you know, um, the rural renewal strategy and healthcare being a, a, a big big piece of that uh, to be able to attract and and, uh, and to retain um, you know newcomers to be able to provide that uh, and then uh, we're also looking at um, and we've already you know um, made agreements with a number of the unions in terms of uh, rural uh, investment funds uh, to be able to move people out or support people in the rural areas so you know this it, it's important that we have a strategy and, and the key elements of the strategy you know not only from a planning standpoint of what is the demand going to be, but then also to measure, you know, what the excess is. Do we, are we actually getting the people where we need them so that we don't have to close uh, services or suspend services for a period of time uh, in our rural hospitals that we can open it all up and then people have access to, um, uh, you know, family physicians or nurse practitioners. Uh, and uh, and we have not only as doctors and nurses, but all the allied health uh, professions to be able to maintain the services and and, uh, and continue to measure that. And then the tactics will evolve over time. But having a strategy to be able to have the people at the table to talk about that and look at all these elements uh, is, is critical importance. And I, I don't know, uh, Minister Sani, do you want to talk a little bit about the immigration? Okay, I covered it. Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> Josh, do you have a follow-up? Yeah. And do you have the, uh, a, a grasp of how big that shortage is right now? I know you talked in your opening remarks. It kind of depends on the part of the province and all the rest. But do you have an idea, kind of a numerical idea, how big that shortage is when it comes to uh, rural health care providers, whether it's doctors, nurses, allied professionals, uh, ambulance, uh, all, all the way down the line, do you have an idea what kind of numbers that you're looking at that's needed to address this backlog or shortage rather? Yeah, we, we don't have the exact numbers right now. I know AHS has their numbers, but, but, but the reality is when we take a look at this at the highest level is, you know, what does success look, 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 look like to us that every Albertan has access to a, uh, a health home, number one, and number two, that all the services that we are providing uh, in all the facilities uh, across um, the province, have the staff that they need to provide those uh, to provide those services. And one of the challenges we can give you numbers for you know for AHS, which actually track this on a regular basis. But it's not just about AHS; it's about other employers and on the continuing care space. Um, you know that they are having challenges, and we've heard this in, in rural areas as well uh, to be able to uh, attract and retain uh, retain workers. So we don't have an exact number, and that's you know part of why this strategy is so important to work together with everyone to actually ensure we have the numbers not only today uh, and we know we need more uh, but in the future and we can plan accordingly thank you very much we have one time for one more set of questions operator can you put through our last caller safe kaiser global news Good afternoon. My question for the health minister, uh, Minister Copping, you know, we're seeing issues like this across the province, like you said, mostly due to shortages. 
But we're also seeing these announcements uh, made every so often, uh, you know, like the Reside announcement last year regarding trying to get more doctors into rural Alberta and at the cost of $2 million a year. That was before the uh, AMA deal where you upped the funding to that. We didn't see that program be so successful. After about a year, you only managed to get one doctor relocated to rural Alberta, falling short on your own promise by 19. So I'm just wondering, how do you make sure these programs are actually working like the one you announced today, rather than more of the government just throwing money into the void? Yeah. So, well... Uh, and I appreciate your comments about Reside. That was, you know, that was, you worked together with other stakeholders to develop that program. Uh, we put it out there. Uh, it didn't get the results we wanted. We wanted 20 docs and we got one. Uh, so we changed the, uh, we changed the parameters uh, associated with that. Now we have more docs getting in and, and it's not a single application. It's a rolling application. Um, so we are going to continue to make changes to the programs to get to the results that we need. And, and this is why it's important to actually have a broader strategy. You know, there are tons of tactics that you know, governments and you know, our government will work with, with uh, stakeholders to put in place to be able to address the issues. Some of them will work, some of them won't. But what's important is actually we continue to evaluate them and what's not working, we change it. Because at the end of the day, we need to ensure that we have the staff available in the places that we need them so we can provide the, ser- the uh, services, the health services to Albertans uh, where, and where, they, where and when uh, they need them and, uh, and to make sure that we keep going until we uh, get it right. Safety, do you have a follow-up? I do. Thanks for that, uh, Minister. My, my second question for the Deputy Premier, if he's still there, Minister Madu, you know, we're seeing announcement after announcement here from your government, promises for more funding, a lot of budget previews, including today, and a crazy amount of political ads on TV, radio, and print. Is this indicative of a long election campaign, or might we see an election called earlier than that May 29th date set up back when I believe you were Justice Minister? I don't think so, uh, Josh. I think what you are seeing here is government responding to the concerns and the issues that have, that have been flagged for us in our various communities. Uh, we, we hear from the medical profession. We hear from our frontline uh, healthcare workers that have been burnt out over the last three years. Uh, we hear great needs of medical doctors across the province. It is government's responsibility to listen and to make sure that we are attending to the needs of our people. I think that is what today's announcement is all about. And I think the Premier and all of us in government have been clear from day one that when it comes to making sure that we have the best healthcare system in our country, making sure that we have the staff, the frontline workers that we need it, Money will not be an impediment. I think that is what we are seeing here. We're prepared to open, we've opened the treasury uh, to make sure that we are funding what the gaps that we see in our system, and we'll continue to do that until this is no longer a problem for Albertans. At the end of the day, our goal is to make sure that Albertans who need care get the care that they deserve in their communities when and at the appropriate time. Thank you very much. Uh, That's all the time we have today. If uh, there are any other questions, please feel free to follow up.